Insiders, and welcome to this week's episode of Bet With Brilliance. We're previewing Maccabi Divas Stakes Day from uh, HQ there, Flemington, on Saturday. Uh, as always, joined by Jared Fish, the Sydney analyst for Brilliant for Brilliance. Fish, how are you, mate? G'day, Jack. Punters, yeah, going well, mate. Always good when I see your face on the other end of the screen. <laughs> and we're talking about some uh, cracking racing on the weekend, so yeah, looking forward to getting into it, mate. It's, uh, there's plenty of good horses this weekend. On the other end of this Zoom meeting, there are plenty of good horses going around, mate. There's uh, Maccabi Diva, obviously, stakes way for age race over the mile. There's the Bobby Lewis at 1,200 metres. There's a Let's Elope for the Mares over the 14. Um, before we get into this weekend, Fish, talk me through your trash and treasure from the weekend just gone. Yeah, mate. Well, my trash is actually the midweek one. I've gone with um, James McDonald's ride on Wahaha Falls yesterday. I'm only keen to throw the bone at Macca because we don't really get the opportunity to do that very often because he's <laughs> so good at what he does. Um, but, yeah, I don't want to ever see him on a horse that I've backed uh, three back on the fence at Gosford. Um, I was pretty disappointed by that. But, yeah, that's my little, uh, my little bone at Macca. He treasure. Jar Mayer winning the Furious Stakes um, from last place at the bend. That was sensational. And I always uh, love seeing what I call smaller stables winning the big races and even better when Brocky was aboard the, the Apprentice. So I thought that was fantastic. He deserves it. So does the stable. And how good is that horse going? Just absolutely flying. She, is, fl- yours, she is flying, mate. Um, trash is is myself for the weekend. Just gone, fish. Uh, I had rocks in my head around 2 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And I decided that I was going to try and get Saki beaten in the tramway. And I left him out of the quaddy. So... The trash is myself and and the rocks that I had in my head at two o'clock on Saturday afternoon. I tried to get Zaki beaten in the quaddy. Uh, The treasure is the fish faithful, as you've already mentioned, that uh, Jamea just jumping out of the ground there at at, uh, Randwick, coming from dead last at the top of the straight and getting the win. Uh, I had every bit of uh, sort of, it was $18 the win and $4.60 the place off the top of my head, maybe the four. Don't crucify me, punters. But uh, hopefully there's a few fish faithful out there that got around Jamea in the Phillies race there. Um, we're talking about last weekend, Fish, and the Wait for Age performance review. Really interesting, the stuff that Dan O'Sullivan's come out with because he's got Nature Strip on top at uh, 108.5, that Wait for Age rating. Zaki put in a 103.5 and was eased down for the last furlong. So you'd wonder where he would have gotten to on Dan's stuff uh, had J-Mac ridden him out for the last 200. Think it over a horse that's been severely underrated, and I'll own up that I'm one of those that underrates him at a 105. Uh, sorry, 101.5. Sorry, punters, which puts Riadini right behind him in the Inferno that won the McEwen at a 101.2. There was uh, some really good horses that put up some fair some fair figures first up last weekend. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And um, I hadn't gone out and checked out Dan O'Sullivan's ratings on that one, but one thing I was confident on was uh, that was easily the best first up performance by a Nature Strip. So that rating that he gave out there um, is no surprise. And I'm very interested to see what Nature Strip can do going forward into spring. And probably he'd have to be a red hot chance in the Tab Everest again, I think. Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to another spring of not being able to catch him and being against him when he wins and on him when he loses. So uh, I'm sure there's a couple more punters out there like me that uh, can't catch him. And and uh, I'm, I'm in there with you. So don't worry about it. But um Stable stars, Fish. I'm keen to hear who you've got in your stable from the weekend just gone. Yeah, so you'll have to listen to this one closely, mate, because I'm not sure if you'll believe me, but 
I'm giving the jockey stable star to Rachel King because she's, no, bounced, herself back, she's bounced herself back into the winning circle. She had a good ride on Brigantine for Godolphin. She then steered you know, Soldier of Love at 44 bucks in the last. And she's had numerous wins this week. And she's had, I think she had a, a, um, a tally of about four or five wins from about 75 to 80 starts or something similar to that. So she was definitely out of form, but she's stuck solid and kept going. And um, yeah, she's reaping the rewards now. So I just wanted to give her a bit of a wrap because there's been plenty of um, critics out there, including myself, the last couple of weeks. So good on her for that. Uh, Sprint Star is the obvious one, Nature Strip. Um, like I said, I didn't dive into any ratings done by anyone else or anything like that, but it was pretty easily uh, his best first up win of his career. I don't think the stick even came out, so it was a bit of a sit and steer for Jimmy Mack and just the way that he shot away at the top of the straight was fantastic. Uh, middle distance, Zaki, and I want to reiterate what you said. I was eating my words on Saturday when Zaki won, won like uh, winks over 1,400 metres because I was of the opinion as well that we wait for second and third up out in trip, but he absolutely dominated that race and it looked like he did it quite easily. So I think it's amazing that some of these overseas horses can peak at the age of seven, seven and eight years of age. Crazy. And then Mosteo was hard of croissants. Um, didn't win the race, but just really impressed with his effort on Saturday because he was three wide the trip um, from, from literally from the jump to the finish. So I thought knuckled down nicely there to lose to the Graves, who had a much lighter weight. Nominated for Melbourne Cup and Caulfield Cup, so where he ends up, we'll wait and see. But, yeah, that's my stable stars, mate. How about yourself? Uh, before I get into the stable stars, look for Harder Poussants to get to something like a Metrop over 2,400 metres. And I think if he's got the blinkers on punters, you'll know that the Ma Eustace camp has him there to win. Uh, I'm glad that he didn't win on Saturday and that the Graves got an absolute birthday because I did as well. But uh, stable stars ago, Brett Preble is riding a really good form and is going to have some really big bookings over the spring namely incentivize, and we'll get into that horse very soon in the pod, punters. Uh, I took the sprinter as Zaki since he was running over the 1,400 metres. I was able to scrape in there and get him in. Uh, and that's because I wanted to take my midi as Think It Over, a horse that I have really severely underrated, like I said, just before and, and did an incredible job to beat the likes of Cascadian in that, um, that mile race on the weekend. So Think It Over as the midi. And I thought Montefilio returned really well. Uh, on the weekend, so I'm keen to follow her into the spring and get burnt a few more times like we did uh, over the last one fish. So they're my stable stars for the weekend. Key races on the card partners, like I said, Group 1, Maccabi Diva. Uh, the Group 2, Bobby Lewis over the 1,200. There's Mare's Race, the Let's Elope Stakes over 14, and we've got listed races coming out of your neck. Uh, we're going to HQ. Fish, Flemington's a good four on the rail. True, you did the form. How did you sort of uh, how did you factor in the route position and the, the track conditions for when you did your form? Yeah, so obviously at the moment it's a soft five, as you said, I think uh, because they had plenty of rain down there last week. But I think this is going to be a punter's nightmare and a very hard card to dissect just because I think there's so many chances in every race. But the reason I think it's going to be hard is because I think the track's going to play very fair. I think the last time they raced there, I could be wrong, I think the last time they raced there, the rail was 10 metres out or something like that. So... Yeah, because I just talk about it on here. Bringing, bringing it back to uh, the true will, I think, fair, make it very even. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be hard to find winners, but hopefully we can find a few for followers. What about yourself? Yeah, mate, fairest track in the country. I think that it's uh, I think it's a, a track and a card that if you really like something and you've got a, a good case for, for the horse that you're backing, 
Uh, I think you can bet with confidence because every horse is going to get their chance. Well, we will stop mucking around, mate. We'll get into the first because there's a likely Melbourne Cup horse, uh, Melbourne Cup uh, contender in this field. Yeah, mate. 2,500 metre tab long may we play play. Uh, the favourite is Pondus from the Robert Hickmott stable at $2.90. Damien Lane is riding Turidan, $3.70. Uh, cool for Brett Preble, $4.80. Paul Prisker has Colony in there at $8.00. One more try, 850. Luna Flair, 13. And then out through some serious odds, the rest. What's the speed map here, mate? Who do you like? Official maps have this at a moderate pace. Fish Turden gets the lead from King's Full. Serenade the Stars, Luna Flair, Cool, Kalorni, and one more try, Pondus and Blanford Lad at the back. On It's a race that's probably got a bit of a two bet play here, and it depends on which way you want to go. I think Pondus is the clear class galloper of the field uh, carried 63 kilos when beaten in a group two Cara cup. Uh, and I think that was around the 2,500 meters, something like that. Uh, don't crucify me if I'm wrong. their punters in Ireland was beaten by an Aiden, uh, Aiden O'Brien galloper and was actually gapped. But uh, the start before was incredibly brave and beaten by a length um, at that start at Cara. So speed maps have been going back. I think this horse probably goes further forward than some of the official maps have it. And that's just because of how much better European stays are than ours, especially this field. Um, so I, I think with, uh, with Jai, Jai McNeil in the, the saddle goes forward from, I think that's sort of gate three, gate four, sorry, gate two, I was close. Uh, I, I think the Ponders could really outclass these. Uh, but I am concerned about this. the number six, Kulth, has probably been one pace for most of his career and gets out to this this 2,500-metre uh, trip for the first time. Brett Preble and Tony and Calvin McAvoy uh, having six kilos off of Pondus and looking for this trip most of his career. I'm a bit concerned about Kulth, but I think that on class, Pondus should win this. What do you reckon? I really like what you said there, mate, because, um, yeah, I've leaned the way of Kulth myself. Uh, he absolutely loves the Flemington circuit. And the way he hit the line last start at uh, Moody Valley over the 2,000 metres uh, really told you that he was probably looking for that 2,400-metre race, like you said. I think he's about to attack that race at the perfect time. And I think, as you said, your jockey star of the week, Brett Preble, he's in terrific form at the moment, um, just the way that he's riding tactically. And, yeah, he's doing a great job. So, yeah, exact same sort of scenario for me as you. I've got Coulth on top, but... Obviously, really worried about the favourite Pondus. And as you said, they're obviously out here for a crack at the Melbourne Cup and they need to win a race. So I'm, I'm assuming that he's going to be ready to go here. He's got residual fitness from his overseas race. Um, so, yeah, Pondus with a big weight. But I'm going to go with Coulth at the $5 mark. And then maybe the other one, Turidan. He's just a horse that you'd love to own. Uh, nine top two finishes at a 14 starts and just always gives his all. So... I think he's severely outclassed when you're talking about Pondus and Coulth and, and that, but he'll be one that really gives his all and uh, could be in the numbers. But, yeah, I think Coulth there, mate, for me. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't talk you out of Coulth. Uh, Turidan, if it's a, a bit of a sit and sprint over the 2,500 metres. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely not going to talk you out of Coulth there. Sounds good, mate. We'll go to race two, which is the Exford Plate listed race for three-year-olds. Um, the current favourite is Artorias at $1.80. Anthony and Sam Friedman. 
Then you got Peter Moody has lightsaber in there at seven. Uh, the Hawks can have Halal here at seven as well, but I think he's he might be nominated in Sydney as well. I'm not sure. He's exceptional's thirteen. Damian Lane on two to Kaka, fourteen, and then Villana fifteen. Mister Mozart's twenty bucks, and then still got some nice horses there, but they're at the series odds. How do you see this one, mate? Uh, Poseidon Stakes. Uh, sorry, I'm one race ahead here. Sorry, punters. Um, excellent plate. Uh, one of the key lead-ups is going to be to the Caulfield Guineas. Last year, Crosshaven beat Cherry Tortoni. And uh, a couple of years before that, Brutal went on to win a Doncaster beating Dream Force and Hartnell. So, punters, this race can have some form coming, coming out of it, I should say. Uh, Valana leads and Lightsaber sits outside is what official maps are showing me. Uh, two Dukaka, Blushing Tycoon, Golden Monkey, he's exceptional. Turn it up, Tommy has been accepted for another race. So whether he races on Saturday, I don't know. I think the other race might be Sunday. So uh, get on to racing.com there and they'll have that there. Daily Bugle, Mr. Mozart, Halal, and Artorius will definitely be last. I'm going to I'm going to tip Lightsaber on top here. And it goes back to an old saying, take this with a pinch of salt for the bloke that said it says uh, Darren Weir said you lead on a leader third up. And that's exactly what this horse is. Uh, ob- the opposition in the vein stakes were obviously a bit too sharp for him. Had a great run in the McNeil finishing about a length off of Artorius there. Uh, Gator Lemon goes forward leads or the sort of first pair. If he doesn't lead it on his own, this horse is going to be rock hard fit. He was able to lead all the way in a VRC size uh, by controlling the race and held off the Horses the likes are readily available, and I think it was Otatsu who ran some big figures in the in the closing stages of that race. Uh, we'd sort of black book those fishes one to follow, and they have gone no good. So take it with a pinch of salt, punters. But um, I think if Lightsaber gets the lead or is sort of the first pair and is able to control this race and control the pace of the race, uh, or even sit in that second pairing without over racing, if uh, something decides to really tear away. Uh, I think the lightsaber could really be your winner. I think Artorius is obviously going to hit the line incredibly hard, but the goal and the grand final is a Caulfield Guineas. Uh, another horse that I want to have a look at to see if it hits the line well is Tutakaka. Ran really well and uh, won as a short price favourite over a, a 1,800 metres at Eagle Farm during the winter. Uh, I'm looking at this horse for getting out to your sort of derby trips, punters, but... Um, but uh, lightsaber on top for me in the Exford. How did you see it, Fish? I just can't see uh, how you can get a better setup for a horse than Artorius here. Luke Curry aboard. Um, obviously, everyone's seen his first up run. Savage the line. He needs a 1,400, obviously. Uh, he'll sit at the rear here. And I think Flemington with a true rail, long straight. That's probably the perfect setup for a horse like Artorius. I think the, uh, the good scenario for him is there's a bit of pace drawn in the race. Um, so I'm hoping that they do it, go out there pretty quick and set it up for him at the rear and hopefully Luke Curry times his run at the right time because there's no doubt that he's got the best finish in the in the field here. He's, he's one of the best players we've got, so pretty keen to see how Artorius goes. Um, no doubt the odds are very short at $1.80, so uh, I don't think it's going to be an easy one. I think it's going to be one of the ones where he flushes home late. My danger I've got down as lightsaber, so, um, yeah, like you said, um, he's the horse with the 1,400 metre form, really. Um, he was always going to find that first up run and, and probably the second one a bit short short and sharp, but he got a rock-hard fit hit horse here who's proven himself with the 1,400. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and the key too is I think we're going to have the good track. So, 
lightsaber Artorius. Plenty of other ones we can talk about, but I'm not going to turn my attention away from Artorius. I think he's very hard to beat here. Yeah, look, I, I think I could make a case for this horse to be a dollar fifty or a dollar forty. I think that the only way uh, a lot of this field gets anywhere near him is if they try and grab his tail when he goes past it, the six hundred meter mark. Uh, yeah, my only concern is the pace of the race in the early stages, but uh, I can I can guarantee that he'll be fanning out to the middle of the track, and and I, I would be surprised if he didn't win. But the way that the speed map looks, and if uh, if Lightsaber gets control of this race, and Luke Nolan can control the pace of the race like this horse has done before, and uh, and Luke Carr is just going to be a bit of a passenger with some of Artorias' barrier matters, but. Uh, uh, for for the sake of a bit of value, I'm going lightsaber. Yeah, he's certainly very short for a horse that uh, does have those barrier manners and, and it's going to be coming from the rear, but it's a great race. Uh, so is this one, which is the winning edge for Sweden Stakes, uh, 1,100 metres for three-year-old Colts and Geldings, uh, set weight penalties list, listed race. Your current favourite is ingratiating for Godolphin at $1.95. Uh, Danny O'Brien has Finance Typhoon here at $3.40. Jigsaw, $7. And we've got Shaquiro, $12. Dio from the Hawk Stable, $16. Ranchan, $20. Nick Lloyd's Crowns down the bottom there at $41. <laughs> and then, yeah, $71 about Smarter. So another great race, mate. What's the uh, speed map doing here? Speed map's going to be tough in this one, Fish. It's saying that it's going to be a fast run race, but I don't think there's ever been a fast run race over the 1,100 metres at Flemington, certainly down the straight. It's got Jigsaw, Lloyd's Crown and D.O. pushing forward, Shaquero and Finance Tycoon behind them, and then Ranch Hand Spitzer and obviously ingratiating. I don't know what to make of the trials of Shaquero. The first one looked good and the second one looked average. That could have be a bit of a mass crusader factor and and the fact that he goes Shaquero Winburn in the straight. Uh, ingratiatingly, sorry, ingratiating one incredibly well first up punters, but I'm... Um, I'm wondering if he's got a, a flat second up run in. We've already seen it with the likes of Paul Ailey so far this prep. Uh, and it's something that Bivouac's done uh, in previous years and leads to sort of a, a golden rose, things like that. So uh, I wonder if it's a little bit of a blue jacket thing and $1.95 might be a bit short for ingratiating. Uh, Finance Tycoon has no, had no first up sort of uh, public trial or jump out. I don't know where he's at. Cindy Alderson has held Jigsaw back for a few weeks now, uh, kept him out of a few races and is finally taking Jigsaw to the track. The blinkers look a set play for Jigsaw. Uh, I'd definitely be happy to take him over ingratiating. Ranch Hand is an interesting one, uh, along with Shaquero, who I believe has been double accepted for some races at Kembla, so maybe you can shine a bit of light on this one fish. Uh, I don't know what to make of this horse. He didn't really live up to the hype last prep, but the trial looked really good. I was, the, or the, the trials looked really good. I was quite taken with Ranch Hand. Am I a bit mad to think he Ranch Hand trial really well and could be in it with a, could be in it maybe in this field? No, Ranch Hand's a bit of a funny one. I've been really keen on Ranch Hand before, and I was, if you look at the form guide, that narrow second that he had, I was all over it that day and had a large sum of money on it and that was a bit disappointing, but then he didn't seem to go on with it, but that was, they took him out of the 14 and 1600 and tried him there. I think he's better suited to the shorter trip. So it wouldn't, wouldn't shock me at all off the back of a nice trial for him to come out and run a big race here. Not at all. Um, yeah. yeah. Keep going, mate. Sorry. Yeah. So if he comes to Flemington, I'd probably have a, have every bit of 
uh, ranch hand at sort of twenties. I think that the second or sorry, the second that Do has run to scorched earth is probably not good enough form. And then uh, unfortunately, Nick Lloyd's crown along with uh, Smites are probably not in this. Um, so I'm looking at Jigsaw and Ranch Hand. If Ranch Hand gets a run, I think a, a pretty good bet at sort of 20s there. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's an interesting race. And it's a couple of these races are a bit tricky at the moment when, where you don't know if they're going to go to Sydney or here. And it sort of changes the the race really with speed maps and all that sort of thing. But I couldn't get away from ingratiating. Uh, I think he's a super horse. He was fantastic last preparation. And I think that his first up return this time around was excellent. I think with race fitness on the board and, and also, once again, the tempo that's predicted here, he could be the one that's strongest late. Um, but as you said, there is a big thing going around at the moment with Godolphin winning first up and then sort of not producing the same sort of thing second up. I think I cracked a joke with you boys the other day. Uh, Cummings is training them how to, how to lose after they win first up. <laughs> He's training them how to go backwards, but that's only a little bit of a dig at how good they're going first up. So, um, yeah, I think ingratiating is hard to beat here at uh, obviously, he's short, but similar to Artorias, I think he's hard to beat. Theo's the one that will have a little bit of a – got a little bit of a suspicion on this uh, Hawks horse that he might have a little bit of something under the hood that we haven't seen yet. He debuted on a wet track, and I don't think he handled that at all. I think it was a soft seven or eight. Um, and then his second up run was very good in behind Scorched Earth, who I think he's a decent horse. Um, Theo was tipped straight out. He returns here. I just think it's a bit of an interesting placement, and then – I'm always interested in John McNeil bookings for Hawks. It's kind of like Tommy Berry in Sydney, McNeil down there. So I wouldn't be surprised if Dio ran a big race at the big odds, but I'm taking the short shorties about ingratiating in this one as well. Ingratiating will join a pretty good honour roll of September run and Wild Planet that's won this race previously and have obviously gone on to much bigger and better things, Fish. That's it. Uh, race four is a tough race, mate. I'm not even sure how to say this one, but it's the uh, Captain TV Stakes over 1,100 metres. Uh, this is for three-year-old fillies. Set weight to penalties listed race. Crystal Bound is your favourite for Kieran Maher and Dave Eustace at $3.20. Dosh Unbeaten, $4.60. Ceridus, $5.50 with Luke Curry aboard. Pretty Woman all the way uh, down to Victoria from Canberra. For Matt Dale at $9.50. All about Eve 12, Tycoon number 13, Frost Flowers 15. Big odds and a great race. How do you see this one? Official maps have this one is going pretty quick, and I'm hoping it's that way for the horse that I'm about to put on top. Fish, I've got maps have uh, Dosh, Glistening, Crystal Bound, and Pretty Woman go forward. Frost Flowers, Astroidia, and Flying Evelyn behind them. Then it's uh, Serides, Picarones, Tycoon Hummer, who looks headed for a... Uh, the name of the race is escaping me at the at the moment and all about Evie. Um, I'm going to go Crystal Bound here in the Cap D'Antibes, and you pronounce that much better than I did. This one's been won by September Run as well, so she put up a bit of a picket fence there, punters. But uh, for Crystal Bound, running second to Jamea all of a sudden reads pretty well, doesn't it? Uh, ultra impressive on debut. This filly was winning by six lengths at the Valley. Dave Eustace, uh, the trainer, has confirmed her target is the Manicato Stakes a little bit later in the spring at the Valley. Uh, Always, I've almost sneezed there. Sorry, punters. Um, I've got uh, it's <coughs> apologies. Uh, so, Crystal Bound, I think she goes forward uh, here from sort of gate four. 
I think she should be really hard to beat, especially if she goes along at a, at a pretty solid clip, sort of similar to her win at the Valley. Uh, I'd hate to see them sit up and sprint home in this field because then it gives the likes of sort of Frost Flowers and Picarones, uh, even uh, Sarah Des there and Tycoon Hummer gives them chances to to pick them up. But it's uh, Tycoon Hummer that looks set for a 1,000 guineas. That's the race that I was thinking of. But uh, Crystal Bound on top for me in race four. What are you looking at in this one? Hey, while I, while I rattle off who's going to win this race, I reckon you should empty that nose out of yours. And I hope that's oh. not COVID. Right? <laughs> no, we uh, went to a, a, a dog cafe this morning with a few border collie puppies and and uh, I've just been rattled ever since in the nostrils of the sinuses there. So uh, nothing COVID-related, I can assure <laughs> That's no good, mate. But um, I'm on board with Crystal Bound as well. I think she looks a very smart filly and um, I love the fact that they tipped her out straight after two efforts. Obviously, like you said, six-length win on debut, and that was that form has been frank why he's exceptional to come in and won a big race the other day. Very and, true. Uh, as we said, beaten by John Mayer in the Percy Sykes. So for, that, for, for punters who like to uh, go through form lines, you can't get better form lines than Crystal Bound. Um, and, yeah, probably before John Mayer's win, she might have started five bucks here, but we're getting $3.20, but I think she's a very good horse. Seen some good jump out judges say she's uh, jumped out very well in, in the lead up to return as well. So that's another this tip. Is true. I am a big fan of Dosh as well, but uh, if you look at the speed map, there's going to be pressure all over Dosh. Um, really liked her two wins from her first preparation, and I've got no doubt from Barry Three she's going to try and lead them up, but so is Glistening. And I just think first first up and first go at the 1100 is a little bit of a query for mine, but I really do like the horse, and I know the stable has a high opinion of her. So I think it's another great race. But, yeah, I think I'll jump on board with you and take Crystal Bound in this one. Yeah, and I uh, the query that I have over Dosh is, is that the horses she's beaten have not really come out and done anything. You go and have a look at those races, uh, punters. The the first one was in the Tawa Stakes where four horses have come out and won since. And those names I don't even remember, so I wouldn't say that it's at City Grade for sure. Uh, then you have a look at that second race and only one horse has come out and won since. Um, and you would, uh, I think that may be Duchy of Savoy, but I could be wrong there. Um, some of the form behind Dosh, uh, yeah, some questions over that. So I'm with you there, Crystal Band. I do, I do enjoy it when we see eye to eye fish. Yeah, that's good, mate. Sounds good. We'll see if we do in the next one as well. I think we might. Oh, uh, I it's the Sofitel, 1,400-metre listed race. Uh, current favourite is the Boom Horse at the moment, Ayrton. $1.65 with uh, Johnny Allen on for Mick Price and Michael Kent. Regards, Marie, $8.50. Uh, Cherry Tortoni, one of your uh, favourites, $8.50. Crosshaven's 10 King Magnus, 12 Harbour Views with, with Damien Lane aboard at 18 uh, Quay Quay, 23 And then uh, some nice horses there, but... Very large odds. How do you see this one? Mate, this is uh, this is going to be a pretty good race to watch on Saturday. Speed map at the moment, Crosshaven goes forward, King Magnus Ayrton, Outrageous Harbour Views, Iconoclasm behind Crosshaven. Regards Marie, Quay Quay, Mr Moneybags, Never Again, Not An Option, and my boy Cherry Tortoni is probably going to be out the back. Do I have to explain why Ayrton's going to win this one? Uh, he looks headed to a two-rack handicap over the 1,600 metres punters, and if he gets in, I think he'll have a fairly light weight there. 
I would honestly suggest that you don't bet on Anton in the Sofitel race five on Saturday. And before the gates jump, I'd back him in a two-rack handicap. That's what I'll be doing. And then hope that he absolutely bolts in in this race because the $7 for the two-rack looks a pretty enticing price. I will say, with that being said, Fish, that uh, regards Marie's won a, a race at at Flemington here previously and run third and another from four starts. And and it's the type of track that Cherry Tortoni really likes. So I'm going to watch those two horses pretty nervously. But uh, I think if if you go, if you wanted to maybe bet him play punters, uh, as soon as he jumps into the first four, you can back him there. You won't get a price, but you can back him. Uh, but uh, like I said, whatever stake you had for race five, just put it on the Turak handicap for Ayrton and hope he jumps in the first four and bolts in uh, because you could already be in the two, in the queue for the Turak. What do you think of Fish? I love that, mate. And I love that you're looking ahead there and trying to find some uh, good odds for the future. Well, it's all about um, value for the punters. Well, that's it. That's exactly right. And we're not getting much value here, are we? The $1.65, $1.70 mark. But Ayrton uh, looks very hard to beat, obviously. Um I think he's only had the one loss there where it was that ridiculous pace that was set up in Queensland. So I think that was a total forgive. But, yeah, the way that he returned to Melbourne last start, I think the sectionals were fantastic. And they were comparing his uh, sectionals times to the Memzi on the day, which is excellent. Um, this is a probably a harder race, no doubt about it. But um, I don't think there's anything to suggest that he's not he's not the horse on the major uprise. He'll take fitness out of that race. Johnny Allen rode a piece last start. And he looks super hard to beat here, albeit with a short price. Um, I'm interested to see how regards Marie goes in this race. Um, he gets a two and a half kilogram weight swing on Ayrton from the same race. I think he'll be a better horse here third up. And I think from the draw, Damien Oliver has the opportunity to sit maybe second, third pair back on the outside with cover. And I'm hoping that that cover might be uh, Ayrton, just because I think it will make it an interesting race if he can sort of stop Ayrton and then chase him home. But yeah, I think um, I can only see one winner here, and that's Ayrton. And if anyone's going to give him a, a tough time, it might be regards Marie. And that'd be right, Fish. That'd just be the way that life goes for me because I made a case for regards Marie first two runs is prep. So that would uh, that'd certainly sting if Ayrton was to get upset. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. It does happen. It happens to the best of us. So hopefully, uh, hopefully Ayrton gets the job done for you, mate. And then that seven dollars is looking juicy in the tour up. Absolutely. Then we'll roll some winnings into this next one. That's it. Next one's the uh, race six, the Furphy Let's Elope Stakes, over 1,400 metres. Uh, it's a mare's race, set weights, penalties, group two. Current favourite is Instant Celebrity with Craig Williams on for Phil Stokes at $3.80. Turath, nice last start winner at $4. Dilla Star, $5.50. Mystic Journey, 13 uh, Zoo Dancer, 13 Butter Chicken, 16 and we're getting out to some large odds of rest. How did you see this one, mate? Uh, a bit of value in this, I reckon, Fish. A race has been won by a couple of smart mares, pretty brazen Spanish whisper. I am a star. You've got to be good to win this one, uh, no matter what the field is. Uh, Churath from Gate 7 probably leads. Chica Fuerte, Zoo Dancer, Ripperita up there. Taichi Goddess, still a star, Quantum Mechanic, and Love Sensation. Only words behind those. Official maps have Mystic Journey a little bit further forward. Oh, I think she will be, but I'll get into that. Then you've got Rich Hips, Impecunious, Bon Navici, uh, Don't Tell the Boss, Butter Chicken, and Instant Celebrity will be out the back. I'm not 
with instant celebrity and therefore I'm not with, uh, and as I try and find the race here, there we go, Rich Hips. I'm not with either of those because I'm not a massive fan of this uh, Cochrane race. Um, Mystic Journey, the interview with Adam Trindle, the trainer, was quite interesting because uh, said that she'd had some surgery following issues in her last prep, so uh, hoping that she's come back better. She certainly looks that way. She's been pretty slow out in her first sort of uh, first trial leading into this race partners, but the second and third trial were quite breathtaking. Uh, I think from the wide draw, uh, I think she will get back a bit and sort of look to find the line pretty hard. I like the look of Quantum Mechanic as well, a smart jump out at the bull, and then she lapped half the Maccabi Diva Stakes field in a trial at Cranbourne. Uh, obviously, a lot of them looking for further, but she still went past them pretty convincingly. Uh, if you like Mystic Journey and the way she's jumped out, you can probably follow Still a Star. Did trial behind Mystic Journey, but uh, probably needed to hang onto her tail to get near her in the finish. Another horse that I've had a look at was Zoo Dancer. First up uh, was a, a bit of a barrier trial in the ring of roller, but ran incredibly well against some, uh, some 1,200-metre horses. So the 1,400 metres here is a positive. Uh, goes back to Mare's grade and uh, forward from gate 11 could be pretty hard to catch. I'm going to... I'm going to have a look at Mystic Journey in this race and I'm going to have a look at Quantum Mechanic as well. I think if Mystic Journey is anywhere near her best, they won't know uh, where MJ's come from to beat them in this field. And uh, I, I am a fan of Quantum Mechanic and have tipped her in the, the pod and in previous, previously fished, as you uh, may remember. So I'm going to go Mystic Journey and Quantum Mechanic. How did you see this one? I remember those days, mate. Uh, I think yeah, I found a bit of value as well. I've landed on Zoo Dancer actually at an each way price, and I'll be playing it each way at the twelve and three dollars eighty. I really like the setup here, as you mentioned, back to Mayor's Grade. But the big thing for me was uh, third up here, and the the, uh, the first two runs were over the twelve hundred meters uh, Caulfield. So we're getting in third third up here at the fourteen hundred. We're getting onto a bigger track. I think it's just uh, sets up well for Zoo Dancer, Damien Oliver aboard. Um, yeah, so I think there's a few horses here that might find uh, at a first up, and they might find the 1400 meters a bit bit tough first up in a in a run like this. Instant celebrity is my main danger for obvious reasons. Uh, carried the 60 kilos behind Probable first up, um, and ran home with the race fastest last 200 meters, which is a big one. I think if she can get the right run in transit, she might just be too good for these. But um, happy to play around. Based on similar thing to what you said, I'm not sure where that race went. Race rates, obviously, probably was in it, so it can't be too bad. But uh, up to 1,400, second up, dropping weight and grade, yes, please, for instance, Celebrity. But I'll take the price of our Zoo Dancer because I think uh, she's ready to run a big race here at Big Odds. I reckon take that price that you're getting now, the double figures early fish, because this course, when the mappers get involved on Saturday morning, could get really involved and back her in. I... The, the, the knock that I've got on instant celebrity is you're being asked to take a quarter of the price of a horse that's got to go and chase down Mystic Journey, who, although it's not a group race, has won an all-star mile. Uh, even a stock stakes beat Perfect Jewel. And and, uh, and and instant celebrity has to to give her a kilo. I, I don't rate the, the group races that instant celebrity is won. I, uh, I'll, I'll let you back her at your peril but I would like to advise that you don't. I've got concerns about that horse. 
Uh, very fair, mate. But the other way you can look at it is uh, she's, she's finishing the placings eight times out of nine starts, unbeaten second up, unbeaten at the 1,400. Gets Willow aboard. He's uh, he's a wizard on the Flemington circuit. So, yeah, there's a few ticks there. But at the price, I'm taking the value as well, mate. There's, I think there's plenty of value to find here. But uh, Zoo Dance is the one that I'll, uh, I'll take on top. Like I said, get the early price. I think it'll be double figures on Saturday once the uh, once the big punters get involved. Yeah, that's it, mate. I agree. Uh, now for uh, the Lexus Bobby Lewis, which is a group two over 1,200 metres. Current favourite is one of your mates from Queensland, Jonker. Damian Lane goes on, $4.50. The Astrologist at $5.50. Uh, Kieran Murray and Dave Eustace have a way game in there at $6.50. Last start winner, Express Pass, seven. Zutori, 7.50. Splintex, 10. Front page, 15. And um, getting out now. How do you see this one? It's going to be well, official maps having a fast run race fish. But like I said, going down the straight at Flemington, they tend to sit up and sprint home. Uh, front page, Jonker, Grey Worm, Serious Suspect, The Astrologist, Away Game, Splintex all go forward. Uh, behind them, Be Good to Your Mother, Riddle Me That, Zutori. Uh, Express Pass, Too Good, Too Hard, Vacillator, and Luna Fox. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of Splintex. Don't think he's really with us anymore. I think Away Game had a bit of a birthday last start. I think it might be one or two trips to the well, too many for the astrologist, and I don't think Front Page is with us anymore. I'm going to wait and see what Jonker does in Melbourne. Punters, uh, has done very good things in Brisbane against a couple of class horses there, but I don't want to take 460 first up at Flemington. Uh, this race has been won by the likes of Dothraki, Redkirk, Warrior, and Chautauqua. There's a horse shooting for three on the trot, and that's Zutori. He's the one that I want to back. You go and have a look at uh, his form. He's got to carry 59 and a half in this race. Was three and a half lengths off Colding in an all-age, was... Six lengths off of Nature Strip in a TJ Smith, but all fairness to him was in a TJ Smith. You go and have a look at his win in the new market, which was the 1,200 metres here at Flemington. Beat home the likes of Amish Boy, Prague, uh, Swats that. Brooklyn Hustle was their punter's September run as well. Imaging, uh, Celebrity Queen. So a few smart sprinters in that field. He absolutely loves the straight here. Um Zutori is the one that I want it back, but uh, I could even go ahead and make a case for uh, a horse like Be Good to Your Mother. In a second sprint, this horse has a massive turn of foot, and, and if you had a, a uh, had a quid on at the 80s, I wouldn't talk you out of it. How did you see this one? I'm all aboard, mate. So punters, get on. Get on near Zutori, $7.50, $2.60 a place. Um, I just like the uh, Flemington straight track specialist is what I've got him written down as. Always races well fresh with four wins first up. He also has five wins down that Flemington straight. Uh, well, I've got no doubt that this is a targeted race. I think he's going to be very forward. Luke Curry on. Uh, I just think you can hedge your bets and know that Zutori is going to uh, run a big race down the Flemington straight. So I'm, I'm keen to go with Zutori at the price. I think there's another one with um, a big price about it and too good, too hard. She bring wing former um, down to Melbourne from Adelaide or two Melbourne from Adelaide. Um, and I think she was very good in the Group 3 Ori Star last start. So I can entertain her with a month off and 53 kilos aboard, second go at the Flemington Straight. So at $26.07, I'm, I'm, I'm finding it hard to believe the price about that horse. I think she, uh, she's in very good form, but 
yeah, I'm all aboard with you, mate. I think Zutori can run a big race for us here and give the punters a win. Yeah, I think that's your winner, Fish. And I will follow you in for, for Too Good, Too Hard. Uh, in that Ori Star handicap, I did back at the astrologist at quite a uh, at quite a payout. And I was quite concerned the way that uh, Too Good, Too Hard was finishing after you had tipped her eye. Uh, did have an eye, making sure that she didn't get over me at the top and she didn't late. But uh, uh, Harry Coffey, very excited uh, after some interviews on .com to have four rides on on Saturday at Flemington. Uh, could be booting this one home for Phil Stokes. Uh, looks like uh, five weeks off, bit of a first up run. This is for too good, too hard. Stokes pressure is a good one to follow. But uh, Zutori, the clear class horse of this race, and I think, yeah, very good race, mate. But um, in terms of comparing that to the next one, it's uh, Rocks and Diamonds here, if you oh, ask you, me. You can't do it. Getting out to the uh, food services, Maccabi Doobie Steaks. Uh, wait for A's Group 1. Current favourite is uh, an absolute piggy fence horse. Incentivised, $3.60. Tefani, $5. Uh, last start winner in the Wink Steaks, Mawanga, $5.50. Inspirational Girl, $7.50. Luke Curry's on Aegon, $10. Kawhi Natika, I think Japanese horse, $14. Uh, Colette 19 and one of your friends in Sir Dragon A, $26. Large odds the rest, mate. What's your thoughts here? Uh, official maps have Mount Popper leading this race over a mile, and I don't think that's going to be the case, punters. With the likes of a court, well, I believe already booked for a Caulfield Cup, Mount Popper, so... Uh, I think Mount Pop is to the back. Tefane could go and lead this race coming out of a 1,400-metre race, her first trip to the mile. Uh, behind her, the likes of uh, Colette, 50 stars, uh, Dragon A, imaging uh, the big boy from Queensland, incentivise. Uh, then it's Mwanga, Inspirational Girl, Explosive Jack, Johnny Get Angry, Aegon, Kia Natik, and uh, as I said, Mount Popper out the back. I'm not sure where Sir Dragon A is at, uh, don't really know what to make of his trial, considering he's won a Cox Plate, so I'm wondering if the mile's too sharp. Uh, 50, 50 stars, an incredible Flemington horse. I'm on it, uh, nickloydbet.com, for 50 stars to beat home to Farnay, so give it wings there, punters. Uh, there's two form lines that I want to follow, but it's not before I say that I think that incentivize is incredibly short in this market. Peter Moody will openly say that he's still learning about this horse Obviously, the goals for this one are something like a uh, an Underwood a Naturalism Akunji to get into a Caulfield Cup and then a Melbourne Cup. I don't think he's here to win over a while. I'll be surprised if he is, and if he is, that's just racing. But uh, 760 into 380 in some markets suggests that I'm wrong. Uh, I'm happy to happy to cop that because I'm going to go with the Memzi Stakes form as well as the Week Stakes form. Uh, your key and a teak, Aegon, Mwanga, uh, inspirational girl. Um, I think if you like any of those punters, uh, you can follow them with a bit of confidence that they'll all get really good runs in this race and, and are more than capable of winning. Uh, the one that I am going to side with on top is Mwanga at sort of 550. I'm going to put him on top and I think he's going to be incredibly hard to beat. Uh, I don't think many of these get around sort of... Uh, with a, a head or a neck of very elegant. So uh, Mwanga on top for me here. Yeah, I think that's the way to play the race as well. I mean, 
lots of these horses sort of probably targeting races that are a lot uh, further out in trip than the 1600. And then when we can find the horses in form and returned uh, with an absolute peach there by Tommy Berry, Moanga and the Wink Stakes, just absolutely stalked very early in the straight and then got the uh, got the job done at the end. I think that's pretty good form to take into a race like this. Uh, I think that the other good tick uh, is that we're going to get a good track. Uh, I think Moanga needs that to race at his best. John McNeilan's another tick. I think this, is, this looks his race on paper, so it could be a, a double up for the, the Annabelle Nisham stable. I'm going with Moanga as well at the 550 mark. My dangers are Inspirational Girl, actually. I think there's plenty of ticks about Inspirational Girl with Damien Lanterboard. Uh, unbeaten second up, unbeaten at the 1600. Ten top two finishes from 11 starts on a good track. I think the big Flemington track's a major tick. I think the $7 about her is very good odds or each way play. Um, yeah, the form is probably not as uh, interesting as the form around the likes of Moanga and Tafani and even Colette and horses like that. But I think she can give it a good race. But um, I'm on board with Moanga as well, mate. I think he looks very hard to beat. And I'm, I'm also interested in the Japanese horse uh, coming out of the same race because I believe he posted the quickest last 200 of the race and that suggests that ready to eat up the 1600 and they placed him here probably with a bit of ambition and, and the hope that they can win $14. But no, nah, let's go Moanga, mate. Let's get on, on board the bus. Yeah, all aboard Moanga punters. It's so easy to pick holes in the rest of this field. Colette needs a wet track. Imaging gone to Dragon A, gone to Fane. First crack of the mile. Incentivized, not here to win, you would think. Uh, Explosive Jack, Johnny Get Angry, Mount Popper, all want further. Uh, if you're going to follow Mwanga and, and Ken Atik, you can you can back Aegon too if you want, punters. Uh, definitely won't talk you out of inspirational girl, but half this field gone, half of it not ready to win, and uh, and it leaves you with your Mwangas and Ken Atiks as well. I think another uh, confident tick for us is that I heard Annabelle Nisham say the other day that she had plenty of options for Mwanga in Sydney, but... Uh, she was going to give him a run around the course the Melbourne way around and see if he handled it. So uh, head down there basically for, for the win, you know, not down here for anything else. And from all reports, he handled that other way around. Uh, he's obviously raced down in Melbourne before, but I think she wanted to just see how he was going this time around, that, that way of going. So he obviously handled it. That's another tick. So, yeah, I'm all aboard my hunger, mate. Yeah, and, uh, and as am I, I won't talk you out of him at all and uh, hopefully he gets the chockies for us. That's it. Into the last race now, which is the uh, very special kids pin and win plate, 1,700 metres. <laughs> interesting name, but um, and another interesting race to finish the card. Favourite is Skyman for Chris Waller, $3.40. Secret Blaze, $6.50 with Luke Nolan aboard. Zeekfield for Godolphin in some good form, $9.00. Young Worthy, I'm really excited about this horse returning over spring. $11 here first up. Long Arm, 11 Floating Artist. And Defibrillate, 11 and $13. Uh, and then you've got the likes of Persian. This is another great race, mate, and another good lead-up to some good races in spring. Yeah, absolutely, Fish. Uh, the biggest milk drinker in the uh, coming stable, Zigfield, gets the lead here. Uh, official maps have it as then Sherwood Forest. Good idea. Milford, uh, good idea. Definitely wanting much further than this. Then it's Secret Blaze, Mongolian Marshall, Fury, and a fifteen dollars there. Uh, Persan, Skyman, Young Weather, Al Galail, Floating Artist, Long Arm, King Alia Grants, Warning, uh, Zaydani, Kanane, and Defibrillate at the back. It's a really tough race for me to pick apart here, Fish. 
a couple of boyfriends of mine in this one. I thought Friuri and being tipped out a winner over the likes of Dr. Drill, New Orleans, uh, sorry, Orleans Rock at that 2,000-metre uh, race at Flemington, uh, and even the race before over the mile, I thought it was uh, really good there. Uh, so Lindsay Smith could have this horse going again. I'm hard against Zig Field, just absolutely catted it up in that race. It's uh, at Caulfield beaten by no effort. I'm still waiting for that horse to win. Uh, Defibrillate, just a really good horse. 16 starts, nine wins. Wouldn't surprise me if uh, Defibrillate came out and won and did trial quite well, but the 60 kilos is a concern first up. Per Sands, another horse that just tries his guts out every time he goes to the track. Uh, the the trial that, uh, that Per Sand was in was behind Butter Chicken Harbour Views, and that was quite a good trial from Butter Chicken there, punters. So, if you want one to follow in, I believe it's the Letzel Light there, you can have a look at Butter Chicken. Uh, outside of that, a lot of horses wanting a lot further than this, the likes of Good Idea. So uh, I'm a little bit at bay. Even Al Galail definitely wants further than this. But, uh, yeah, having a look at your Persans, defibrillates of the world, uh, even your uh, your Furians out at $15, I think there's a bit more value. Yeah, this is an absolute nightmare race, if you ask me. Um like you said, it's another one of them races where horses are probably looking for or using this as a fitness run for a targeted race later on based on the distance. And then Skyman, he obviously has won some good races or won some races, but I'm not too sure how good of a horse Skyman actually is. Um, so I think he's landed favouritism here with a bit of a short quote. And then Secret Blaze, Barrier 17, what do you do there? Look, I'm, um, I'm going to go with Skyman on top just because of the fitness edge. And I think this is probably his distance range. He's got a good draw in a race that lacks speed. And I think that's why I'm going to lean to a race fit horse because, as we said, some of these horses are um, using this as a fitness pull for, for a bigger race. But these staying types probably would rather to be more of an endurance type uh, race for them to show their best here. So I'm just going to go with a race fit horse and Skyman. Uh, I think he's suited to 1,700. I think he can finish strong. And I think he's got a nice draw to save some ground on the inside. So it's gone about 340, but, geez, that's uh, that's taking a short quote. And the other one I want to talk about is Young Werther. Absolutely love this horse. Keen to follow him and see where he goes, this preparation. And I probably won't be able to let him go around without having a small quote on because if he wins first up, after I've just said that I'm not a fan of the field here, I'll be disappointed. So... 1,700 short of his best, but I'm, I'm keen to have a little bit of a few coins on Young Weather there each way and see where he goes this campaign. Yeah, it could be a race where you just come out feeling absolutely sick at the end of the day for whatever's won it. Um, yeah, throw out the stumps there a bit. Punters, I'm not sure really where to go. Hopefully the uh, the market's a bit of a guide come Saturday afternoon. But, yeah, uh, agree, mate. But uh, into our best of the weekend, Fish, what have you got for us? Best of the day down in Flemington, mate, uh, in Graciati. I think uh, he looks hard enough to be there at the $2 price. Probably even multi it up with Artorias. I think that both of them are going to win. Uh, next best is in Sydney uh, in the run to the Roses. I haven't spoken about it yet, but Remark, I really like his chances. Um, I think that he, he was absolutely luckless there first up. And I just thought it was interesting that Paul Ailey and In the Congo came out second up and In the Congo won. And if you watch that race... Uh, that Remark had first up. He was yeah, basically had a stop start and then hit the line with the fastest 200. Finished the race next to him, the Congo, who then came out and won second up against all those horses. I'm really keen on his chances here at six bucks. Hope he uh, brings his best. And then my value of the day is Zoo Dancer at the $12 quote. 
Uh, like we spoke about earlier, I think he's a very good each way chance. Well, she's a very good each way chance. So what about yourself, mate? And I'm going to make my best in the Bobby Lewis's Zutori over the 1,200 metres there. I think just an absolute track and trip specialist. And, and uh, the, the tougher it is on Saturday for him, the better it, it should be. He absolutely loves it that way. Uh, I'll make my next best. Uh, I think I'll go with Mwanga in the Maccabi Diva. Uh, I think the horse is just absolutely airborne and a lot of these would have to hang onto his tail to get anywhere near the finish. Uh, Punter's looking for a little bit of value. I'm just going to go and have a look. You know what, if, if Ranch Hand gets a run in the Poseidon, I'm happy to give Ranch Hand a bit of uh, a bit of a speck at some value there, Punters. I was really, really was taken with his trials there and I think a bit of a, a short, uh, short course specialist, that horse. So that's where I'm going to go there. Have you got anything further out wide for the Punters fish? The, the fish faithful, they want more Jamea's at 20 bucks. No, nah, not at this stage, mate. Just like I said, I've talked everyone into a market an early quote. Um, yeah, I just think that honestly, I've had my eye on him for a while, like a lot of people have. A lot of people are jumping off the remark bus, even one of our own brilliance faithful is Nick Lloyd. He's jumped off. Uh, but I just think that I still think he's the best cult there, best three year old we got in the um, out of the males. But he just hasn't had luck, he hasn't had chance, he hasn't had his chance to show his best yet. And I'm hoping keep Bowman jumping on, got the wide gate. I just wanted a same similar story to John Mayer last week, just. Give us that bit of effort out wide there, mate, and we'll see how we go. But keen to see how Remark goes there, but plenty of winners for uh, for followers this weekend, I'm hoping. If uh, if that race that Remark runs in, the run of the Rose, is the, the race with the most prize money on Saturday, since you've told me that Hugh Bowman's going aboard, then I'll be all aboard there because Hughie loves his cash punters. So that's what you want to go and have a look at. Hey, um, you talk about your uh, the fish faithful and getting more twenty dollar winners. You want to go and find it, punters. Triple J Racing Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, hopefully, you can get around some of these shirts. I haven't gotten one yet personally. Mine's still, uh, I guess, lost in the mail. That fish, but uh, hopefully on the way, and you can get around some of the gear that fish is putting around, punters. Uh, everything else coming from us is going to be up on Facebook, brilliant, uh, brilliant, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. There for some previews on Saturday. I might pump out another opinion piece or two fish my last one didn't get sort of torn to pieces but it was pretty on the fence as it was i've got splinters from getting on the fence there so uh there's some more content around there uh another little on-air production meeting punters because next weekend is so rupert clark's stakes day over the 1400 meters including the naturalism and uh preludes for the thousand guineas and the caulfield guineas over the 1400 meters the boys and girls then you go and have a look at Sydney and it's George Main Stakes Day where Very Elegant and Zaki are supposed to go head-to-head. You've also got the shorts, uh, the Daly T Rose Stakes, so more fillies will be running around there against each other, your Jamaicas of the world, uh, even the Kingston Town Stakes over the 2,000 metres, the Group 3. So uh, there's some races that we've got to look forward to next weekend. I've got um, two exciting things to tell you there, Jack. It was... Uh... Eight weeks on Tuesday until the Melbourne Cup. So that means we've got eight weeks of absolute glorious racing in uh, in front of us. So that's uh, exciting for everyone. The other exciting thing for you is, mate, I have sent the shirt up. It's on its way. But COVID has uh, slowed down Aussie Post, as everyone knows. So hopefully it's there by Melbourne Cup Day, mate, so you can <laughs> whack it on and enjoy the shirt. Not sure how many establishments are going to let me in wearing a T-shirt, let alone the absolute tomfoolery that'll be going along with it and the uh, the putting that I'll be doing. But uh, uh, normally it would just be eight weeks until we get com- severely outclassed by international runners in the cup. And I don't think we're going to get them this year, Fish. So 
that will be a good day. You're exactly right. Uh, Hunters, uh, if you're listening to this one on Spotify, make sure to give Bet with Greens a follow there. We'll have previews up there weekly. We'll get around all the feature races coming to you this spring. And that's about all from me, Fish. That's all from me too, mate. I think punters have had enough listening to my jargon again, but hopefully plenty, <laughs> of, winners, plenty of winners for everyone. And, um, yeah, hope everyone has a great weekend. Yeah, get around the fish faithful there, punters. Uh, bet up, fill up, and have a good one on the weekend. We'll see you next week. Cheers, mate.